Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tremel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol, as the governor allows a supporter to spread disinformation about COVID vaccines during a press conference without correction. The vaccine changes your RNA, so for me, that's a problem. Instead of flagging that false statement, DeSantis fanned the flames of doubt over vaccination boosters. You don't know what these booster shots, you know, uh, Biden's administration came out and said, we're going to do boosters on a specific day, but it had not been studied by the FDA. Actually, the two top uh, officials resigned. Nonetheless, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody called President Biden's vaccine mandate unlawful, and Republican Congresswoman Kat Kamak vows to stop it. It is unlawful. It is directly contradicting Florida law. I will use my power as a member of Congress to ensure that any locality that infringes upon an individual's personal medical choices will no longer receive federal funding. On today's Sunrise interview, Democratic State Representative Omari Hardy chimes in on a federal judge's decision to temporarily block Florida's anti-protest law. Although the Republicans brought this bill forward to target the Black Lives Matter movement, this is about who we are as Americans and about whether we still believe in freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and about whether we believe still in civil disobedience here in this. That's coming up later, plus the launch of Hispanic Heritage Month by First Lady Casey DeSantis, your calendar of political events, and so much more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Online sports betting. It's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at floridaeducationchampions.com. And now, the top stories on Sunrise for Tuesday, September 14th. Today is National Parents' Day Off, but you should celebrate with a clear mind as it's National Sober Day, or get creative on this National Coloring Day. Today in 1936, the first prefrontal lobotomy in America was performed by Walter Freeman and James W. Watts at George Washington University Hospital in Washington. In 1960, Iraq, Iran, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, and Venezuela formed the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC. And just last year, astronomers report possible signs of life on Venus after detecting phosphine in the planet's atmosphere by telescope. So you might say they were all caught up in the excitement, a rallying cry by local Republicans against big government, but despite a few attempts by some in attendance saying we're not against vaccines, just mandates, it appears the governor's team wasn't able to keep speakers during a press conference in Alachua County on message. Or were they? We don't want to have the the vaccine. It's, It's about our freedom and liberty. It's not about the vaccine. Uh, They're taking away our freedom and liberty little by little. It's they're using the vaccine for cover. That's Darius Freend, a crowd favorite at the event, an employee at Gainesville Regional Utilities who's concerned about losing his job for not wanting the vaccine. He made this remark as Governor DeSantis, Attorney General Moody and Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Petronas, among others, stood watch. The vaccine changes your RNA. So for me, that's a problem. 
That is not true. As the Center for Disease Control and Prevention makes clear, vaccines do not change an individual's core genetic material because they do not interact with the nucleus of body cells. But as mentioned, there were attempts to keep things more leveled. Here is Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Patronis. Look, I got my vaccine, but I ain't going to support no damn mandate, okay? But then there was Christine Dam, a city of Gainesville employee who DeSantis says is at risk of losing her job over President Biden's vaccine mandate. The city of Gainesville and residents of the state of Florida should not be given mandates which require them to either lose their job or their freedom to make their own informed medical decisions. I do not believe it is anybody's business if the citizen next to you is or is not vaccinated. Amen. The majority of the citizens of the city of Gainesville do not support this mandate. The majority of the city employees do not support this mandate. My body, my choice, my business. The governor stated that any city or county that requires COVID-19 vaccination of employees will face a $5,000 fine per infraction. Uh, we're, we're on board to, to fight back both in terms of any of the government with our law being applied in the fines. And getting thunderous applause, Republican Congresswoman Kat Kamak said she will use her powers to strip away Biden's mandate. I will use my power as a member of Congress to ensure that any locality that infringes upon an individual's personal medical choices will no longer receive federal funding. Kamek says her team is already working on a bill. I will be introducing legislation to dismantle the authority given to OSHA and other federal agencies being used to enforce Biden's unconstitutional order. One final note, in the midst of all the excitement from the crowd, the governor and all the leaders in the room had the opportunity to set the record straight repeatedly about the vaccine. But instead, disinformation was allowed to spread, including more skepticism by the governor himself. But it had not been studied by the FDA. Actually, the two top uh, officials resigned because they felt that this was... Can you imagine if Trump had unilaterally set a date for FDA without their having underlying data? I mean, the corporate press would have a meltdown. Next up, the Sunrise interview with Democratic State Representative Omari Hardy. Florida's new anti-protest or anti-riot law, championed by GOP lawmakers as a way to prevent violent protests, is found to be in violation of the First Amendment, according to a federal judge. Welcome to Sunrise. So, Representative Hardy, a federal judge, granted a preliminary injunction blocking Governor DeSantis's anti-protest law. Now, I want to get your thoughts on this. Well, I think the law very clearly was an attack on the Black Lives Matter movement, but I think that uh, it was also a broader attack on our First Amendment freedoms. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you should be concerned uh, about uh, empowering the government to, you know, target people uh, for exercising their constitutional freedoms. I mean, look, I know that a lot of Republicans have issues with the Black Lives Matter movement. I think that they are wrong to have those issues with the movement, but I understand that. In this case, they're cutting off their nose to spite their face because today it's a Republican governor targeting the Black Lives Matter movement. Tomorrow it could be a Democratic governor targeting Republicans and targeting conservatives, right? So it doesn't make sense to uh, basically 
pass these laws that uh, take away uh, our broader freedoms just to target uh, a political constituency that you disagree with, uh, even if they felt it right, and obviously they do, but even if it were right to uh, address uh, a social concern, uh, this isn't the way to do it, right? You don't do it by taking away people's rights. Uh, you do it uh, by persuading them. Uh, you do it by engaging in dialogue. You do it by walking out into the streets and listening to the protesters and making them feel heard. This is very different from that. The issue at hand for the judge is like, you know, the definition of a riot. Well, look, that was the issue that we pointed out to the Republicans. They defined a riot so broadly that those who are participating in a peaceful protest would be fearful that the police, who, by the way, get to interpret what a riot is under this statute, might target them uh, because of the actions of a few knuckleheads at a largely peaceful protest, right? Uh, so that was the concern that we put forward to the Republicans during the legislative session. Uh, the Republicans, uh, being in the majority, of course, overlooked that concern and pretended that it was not real. Uh, but the one thing about the judicial system is that it's still somewhat functional. And it's very difficult uh, to demagogue a judge. There's lots of demagoguery that goes on in the Florida Capitol, uh, but it's very difficult uh, to have uh, an attorney walk into a federal courthouse and lie to a judge and tell, uh, you know, spin narratives about uh, this piece of legislation that just don't comport with what's in the text. The text uh, gave me many reasons to be concerned, not just about folks who are protesting police violence against people of color, uh, but also against folks who are protesting uh, injustice that they feel is being perpetuated by the government more broadly. This isn't just about the Black Lives Matter movement, although the Republicans brought this bill forward to target the Black Lives Matter movement. This is about who we are as Americans and about whether we still believe in freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and about whether we believe still in civil disobedience here in this country. I mean, uh, we are watching Republicans uh, tell their constituency that they should not comply with uh, the uh, vaccine mandate that uh, President Biden has put on large businesses, right? That's a type of civil disobedience, right? So would they like it if, um, you know, a Democratic governor in a Democratic state were to weaponize a piece of legislation like this and say that folks who aren't, uh, you know, complying with the vaccine mandate are, uh, you know, uh, fomenting a riot? Of course not. Right. And so they have to think about the laws that they pass as if the shoe were on the other foot. But that's what they don't do in Tallahassee because they have the majority. They're drunk on power. And uh, until they learn a lesson uh, and maybe it's a federal judge that will have to teach them. But until they learn uh, not to do things like this, they're going to continue to test the limits of their power. And I hope uh, that the judiciary continues to function and swat down laws like HB1 as unconstitutional, because it's a blatantly unconstitutional piece of legislation. Lastly, I understand that you're hoping to take this kind of fight to Washington. How is that yes. going, your run for Congress? Look, we're working very hard. Um, there's a lot of energy and momentum behind our campaign. There are a lot of people uh, in Florida District 20, but throughout the state and throughout the country that are tired of the same old, same old. And the fact of the matter is bills like this uh, and bills like the voter suppression bill that Republicans passed in the state of Florida during the same legislative session, they can be stopped uh, if Congress is willing to step in and leverage the power of the federal government to protect uh, the rights of everyday Americans. And that's 
uh, why I'm running for the United States Congress and uh, my experience having dealt with these Republicans in the state of Florida impresses upon me the importance of Congress stepping in to protect uh, our right to protest, to protect our right and access to the ballot, and also to protect a woman's constitutional right to choose, right? There's a role for the federal government to play here uh, in constraining uh, the power of these power-drunk, Republican-controlled legislatures across the country that are taking an axe to the Bill of Rights and that are taking an axe to our constitutional freedoms. Thanks to Representative Hardy for joining us today. And here's your calendar of events. Several University Board of Trustees are meeting throughout the day. The Florida International University Board, Palm Beach State College, Florida State College at Jacksonville, Lake Sumter State College, St. Petersburg College, also the Florida Virtual School Board. The Department of Environmental Protection will hold the first of three public meetings on draft assessment lists on water bodies and water segments. This one focused on South Florida basins, including the Kissimmee River. The Dixie County, Gilchrist County, and Lafayette County legislative delegations will meet to prepare for session. The Tallahassee Area Refugee Task Force will hold an online meeting at 10. State Senator Kathleen Pasadomo is expected to be among the speakers during an online event hosted by the Florida Commission on the Status of Women about affordable housing issues. That's at noon. USF political scientist Susan McManus will discuss the 2022 elections during a meeting of the Tiger Bay Club of Southwest Florida. That's tonight. And the St. John's River, Suwannee River, and Southwest Florida Water Management Districts will all hold meetings at various times today. And in other news, Florida's First Lady Casey DeSantis unveiled the annual Hispanic Heritage Month theme and student contests. The theme? Celebrating Hispanic American community leaders and champions. DeSantis invites students from around the state to participate in the art and essay contests. This Hispanic Heritage Month, Governor DeSantis and I are proud to offer these opportunities to recognize outstanding students and educators in Florida in their unique efforts and everything they do to help support the state. To learn more, visit FloridaHispanicHeritage.com. And finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for Sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes at the Capitol, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.